I find it very, very easy to be true. I find myself alone when each day is through. Yes, I'll admit that I'm a fool for you because you're mine. I walk the line. What's up, all you beautiful people out there? How are you? It is time for the post-stomping grounds edition of Champions Advantage. This could be a, a little bit of a different show. We don't have a ton of time to record as one young Michael has work in about seven hours. But we'd rather bring you some show than no show at all. So we are here. It is about 10.34 Eastern Standard Time on Sunday, June 23rd. You'll be hearing this on Tuesday, June 25th. I almost couldn't add 2 to 23 there. But dates are hard. Dates are hard. But we just had a I'd say a pretty good stomping grounds pay per view. I didn't like the main event. Um I didn't hate it. But we'll get to that in a little bit because coming up this Saturday, we also have AEW's Fighter Fest. And of course this show will be streaming on BR Live for free if you live in the United States. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it'll be on the ITV box office in the UK. But if you aren't in the U.S. or the U.K. and you are looking to watch AEW's Fighter Fest, we have the hookup. Go to our Twitter at ChampionsPod because we are currently giving away a code that will allow you to watch Fighter Fest for F-R-E-E. That's free if you can't spell. F-R-E-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. Okay, there's that. But go to our Twitter at ChampionsPod and we'll have all the details on how you could win and we want to thank the fine people at Fight TV for providing this code to give away. But Fighter Fest is a upcoming wrestling event. It is All Elite Wrestling's second event. It'll take place at the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. It is in collaboration with the Community Effort Orlando Fighting Game Event, or CEO for short. Um, obviously, the name's a parody of the Fire Festival, which hopefully the show will go a little better than that went. Oh, yes. I mean... In the same thing, AEW is something they believe in that also could fail, so. Oh, yikes. You're not going to make the internet happy with that one. I don't make the internet happy very frequently. You're pissing someone off through text message already, <laughs> so there's that. Um, the taglines for this show include the most luxurious gaming and wrestling festival of all time. Oh, man. And Xavier Woods is not there? I don't believe it. No? So there are three pre-show matches that we'll get to before we get to the main card. First, in a hardcore match... Michael Nakazawa is taking on the, I guess, the CEO of CEO, Alex Chibaley. Okay. Who you got and why? Nakazawa. Because, of course. Well, the, these two wrestled last year, and Nakazawa lost. So oh. I should... And, uh, and the guy isn't a wrestler, but <laughs> I guess Nakazawa really isn't either. Unless, unless I mean, the CD could cost him. And, and Kenny has been training Alex, so... Oh, well, that's good. I'm going Alex. You want to go with Nakazawa? That's cool. Up next, a singles match. Kylie Ray taking on Leva Bates with Peter Avalon in her corner. Of course, they are the librarians. Um, who are you taking in this one and why? Uh, Kylie Ray. I'm also taking Kylie Ray. I think she's, they have a big plans for her in the future, and she's a, a good talent, and she's not going to lose so early in the promotion. Yeah, she was in the four-way at um, Double or Nothing, so I feel like the people in that match are kind of going to be the core four of the All Elite Wrestling Women's Division, that being Kylie Ray, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Awesome Kong. Um, so I think Kylie Ray will pick up a win. She she ate the pin in the four-way, so this is 
Not that she necessarily needs rehabbing. She lost one match on one show. It's not that big of a deal. To Britt Baker, who I believe is going to be the face of that women's division. So it's, not like, it's not like there's much shame in that. But I also am going to go with Kylie Ray to win this match against Leva Bates. It'll be the first time we see her in action in AEW as the librarian. I like that little gimmick. They've been doing, they've been paying it off in BTE, which has not been very good recently. But well, I wouldn't say it's not been very good. They just it's slowly turning into advertisements for AEW, which I don't necessarily blame them for because they don't have TV until October. Big fan of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy together, though. Yeah, they're a fun little tag team. And speaking of tag teams, the final pre-show match is a. Now the way they explained this was a little confusing, so I'm gonna try to explain it the best I, best I can. This is a three-way tag team match with the winners advancing to All Out for an opportunity at a first-round bye in the AEW <laughs> World Tag Team Championship Tournament. Jesus, that is long-winded. Yeah, and so basically, the winner of this match will face another team at All Out, and the winner of that match will get a first-round bye in a tournament that's kicking off their television. So it's a tad confusing. Love a good tag team tournament, though. But the teams in this three-way match for a chance at a chance at a bye... Include the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Tremperetta, SoCal Uncensored, Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian, and Parvi- Private Party, I don't know what the hell I almost said, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Queen. I think you almost said Private's Party. Yeah, well, that's, that's, which all, made, which that's a whole different type of party there. That's a whole different thing there, yeah. So who you got and why? The Chuck Taylor team. Oh, you're going best friends? Yeah, because I love them. So AEW's official YouTube channel posted their like Titantron. You must watch it. It's fantastic. I have. There's aliens. There's dogs. There's everything. There's just weirdness. Because they love each other. I'm going SCU. I think they're going to be one of the top three teams in the tag team division along with the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. So I think uh, they will at least advance to All Out for an opportunity to first round by. Um, so there you go. First pick that we are differing in. So the main card, we will kick it off. With Yuka Sasazaki versus Rio versus Nyla Rose in a three-way match. Of course, the two guys—I almost said guys—two uh, Japanese women uh, were part of the six-man tag at uh, at Double or Nothing, and Nyla Rose is in the four-way. So, who are you taking in this match, and why? Nyla Rose. They have very big plans for Nyla Rose, and she will win until. She loses, and when she loses, it'll be a big deal. She'll win until she loses. Great yeah. insight there. Thank you. I'm the best. Um, I'm I'm also going with Nyla Rose for a similar reason why I took Kylie Ray. She's a part of the core four of the AEW Women's Division, and while she didn't necessarily take the fall in the in the four way, she still didn't win. Which like I think that kind of hurt her a tad because you look at her and it's like holy shit, what an unstoppable force. And then you know she kind of just. I guess you could say Kong neutralized her and took her out. But I'm going Nyla Rose in this three-way. I think she gets her win back. So up next, a singles match. Christopher Daniels of SCU taking on Shima of the Strong Hearts. Who are you going with and why? The course, Strong Hearts. Okay, so you got Strong Hearts two pay-per-views in a row because they yep. defeated SCU in a six-man tag team match at the last uh, show, Double or Nothing. They're great. So I love them. I will pick them forever. Any specific storyline reason why you're going with them, or you just think... I'm just going with them, gut feeling. I think I, I'm going to pick them forever. I love them irrationally because they are so goddamn good. I'm also going with Shima just because one of the things WWE gets criticized majorly for is 50-50 booking. I think they're going to try to set a tone and not go 50-50. 
So I think uh, the Stronghearts will get two wins in a row and kind of cement themselves, especially if they're trying to say wins and losses are going to matter more in AEW. I think that'll be that'll be put to the test for this matchup here. So up next, we have a four-way dance. Adam Page taking on Jimmy Havoc, taking on Jungle Boy, taking on MJF. Who are you taking and why? Adam Page, you're keeping him strong. Yeah, I think Adam Page is the easy choice here. He's facing uh, Jericho for the All Elite title in at All Out but in August. But if not Adam MJF. Page, it's going to be MJF because they're going to he's going to probably be the company's top heel, and he already has some beef with uh, Hangman from Double or Nothing, yeah. and I think Hangman's going to win, but. Uh, MJF is not far behind him. In I could see Adam Page hitting the dead eye on Jimmy Havoc, and then like MJF dumping dumping him out of the ring and stealing the pin. I could see something like that. Yeah, I, I could think, too. I could too. I, could totally I think see that. that's a real possibility because that way, like Adam Page will still look strong. He technically did the damage, but MJF stole the pin. You know what? I think I'm gonna pick MJF. I think that's a scenario I see happening. Um, Adam Page is gonna hit the dead eye on Jimmy Havoc. Uh, he's about to go for the cover. MJF's gonna dump him out of the ring. Steal the win and take all of the credit. It just seems like a very MJF thing to do. It keeps Adam Page strong, and it gives MJF even more heat, which the dude I already think is the best heel in wrestling today. Probably. Um, I mean, he's up there with Naito. But the thing about Naito is, like, people cheer for him. Like, yeah. Nobody, like, everyone he, Everyone admits MJF is he a... He gets switched that. Everyone admits MJF is a great heel, but he still doesn't get cheered, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's like a deplorable heel with no redeemable qualities. Yeah, he's a piece of which shit. Which is what you're looking for in a heel, so... I'm going MJF. You're going Adam Page. I think those are the really the two options. Jimmy Havoc and Jungle Boy will do stuff to get some shine. I think it's a good sign for those two guys that they're putting them in there with Page and MJF because those two are obviously going to be top guys. So it's clear that they obviously see Jimmy Havoc and Jungle Boy kind of in that same light. So I'm, I haven't seen a lot of Jungle Boy. I saw some of his PWG stuff, but I haven't seen a whole lot of Jungle Boy. And I'm excited to see what he could do in the ring with guys like Havoc and MJF and the Hangman. So... Yeah, I mean, he is intriguing, to say the least. Yeah. But, I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen much either. But I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. So, up next, a singles match. The in-ring AEW debut of John Moxley as he takes on the bad boy, Joey Janela. I mean, I, don't, I, I guess I technically got to ask who you got, but I'm pretty sure I know. Uh, Moxley. Yeah. He's not losing for a very long time. Yeah, he's definitely not going to lose his debut. Maybe he'll lose to Kenny at All Out, perhaps, maybe, but that's a couple months down he the road. Ha- Kenny has to lay down for him at All Out. Has to. There's no other fucking choice. Kenny, I know you're listening. Yeah? I know he is. He told me. Oh, but, okay. uh, please, you need to lay down for him. He can't beat him in his uh, first major, major match. You are the promoter. Think like a promoter. Don't put yourself over, kid. That's definitely an interesting point to think about, and we'll go back to that in August as All Out nears. Um, I'm also going Moxley, like you said. Um, there's no way he's going to lose his first night out in uh, AEW, especially with the impact he's made in New Japan and the impact he made in Double or Nothing. He's clearly instantly a top guy, and him and Joey Janela will probably have a fun brawl, do some crazy shit, but ultimately Moxley will get the win, probably with the Death Rider. Yep. So up next, a six-man tag team match. The Elite, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, taking on the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, and Laredo Kid. Technically, he's not a Lucha Brother, but he's grouped in with them. Mm. Of course, he was the replacement for Pac, who is still having creative issues slash visa issues, depending on who and what you want to believe. If you believe us, visa issues. If you believe everybody else, creative issues. 
Um, so what team are you taking and why? We should note that the Lucha Brothers recently defeated the Young Bucks to recapture the AAA tag titles at a AAA show a few weeks ago. For the same reason you said no 50-50 booking, they're going to go back to the, uh, the Elite. I tend to agree, especially since... I mean, they kind of already went 50-50 since the Lucha Brothers got their title back, but I don't know if that happened. I don't know if that really counts in AEW canon. I guess it does since AAA is a uh, partner promotion. They work together. Um, but I'm also going with the Elite. Uh, Kenny just lost to Jericho. Wynn would probably do some wonders for him going into his big match with Moxley. I mean, Kenny's one of the guys in in AEW's fans' eyes. Kenny is going to be fine. He's kind of like how we were talking about Roman earlier when we were watching the show, Boss Man. No matter how many times Roman loses, he's going to be fine. Yeah, he's, I know he's you kind of disagreed with that a little bit. I didn't disagree with it. I just thought he could use a win. I can't remember Roman's last big win. Could you? WrestleMania. Match was terrible. The match tonight was. The match was better than WrestleMania. We'll get sure. we'll get into that later. Yeah, but I'm also going with the Elite. Uh, give Kenny Omega a win. Uh, I think him or Moxley probably shouldn't lose until All Out. Make it a Titanic uh, collision. A titanic collision, yeah. huh? The Colossal Tussle. The Colossal Tussle. Titanic Collision. I mean, the last time there was a Titanic Collision did not work out too did well. Did not end too well. Did not, well, not work out too well at all. Except for Celine Dion. She made a ton of money off of it. She did. She did. And finally, Cody taking on Darby Allen in a singles match. Who are you taking? Well, I, know you're, I know you're big on Darby Allen. I know you are too. I am very big on him. But he's but not I don't think match. he's winning this match, yeah. Okay, we're both on the same page there. Um, Cody is on a collision course going uh, against the Young Bucks, teaming with his brother Dustin at Fight for the Fallen in July. And I just feel like if wins and losses really do matter the way they're saying, Cody's not going to lose going into a big match. Although this is Darby Allen's debut, and a big w- and a win for Darby Allen would probably be big here, but I don't know. I just don't see it happen. Unless there's enough as fuckery. But I don't think there's room for fuckery here. I don't think there'll be fuckery. Um... Perhaps there'll be some fuckery. But yeah, that's uh, AEW's Fighter Fest on a scale of 1 to 10. What's your excitement level for the show? Won't be watching it, but... Live. Won't I mean, be watching sure it watch live. It. I will watch it, but... Because you got to review it next week. To so be honest with you, I'm not that excited. Um, I mean, it will be good, but I'm like... I'm maybe a 3. Yeah, you, you can... Oh, a 3. That's kind of harsh. You com- I'm, not, I'm not saying it won't be good, I'm just not excited for it. You compare the hype to Double or Nothing, or even All Out, which is still months away, and Fighter Fest is not even close to the same level. Maybe it's because it's combined with a video game convention, and it's not really just solely focused on wrestling. But I'd say my excitement level is probably at like a 6 or a 7. I'm really curious to see what AEW does. Like We all knew Double or Nothing was going to be a great show. I think this is where the true test starts. Yeah. The ultimate test is going to be when TV starts. Yes. But now a minor show where there's not as much interest generated as there was for Double or Nothing. This is going to be what type of show do they deliver? What are people talking about after the show? I think this is the first true test for all elite wrestling. I didn't think about it that way, but it's a very good way to put it. So, getting into what we just finished watching about 25, 30 minutes ago. WWE Stomping Grounds. Uh, Stomping Grounds took place at the Tacoma Dome in Tacoma, Washington. Wrestling hub of Tacoma, Washington. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, so, I thought this match was... This match, I thought the show was pretty solid. Um, I didn't like the main event. Looking at the time for the main event, it went entirely too long. Let me say about 23.40, that's my guess. No, way under. I'm under? 
Yeah. No, no, no. The, the, you're, oh. you're over. 14 minutes and 10 seconds. Higher. 15 minutes. Even. Higher. 17 minutes and 23 seconds. Higher. 21 minutes and 10 seconds. Lower. 20 minutes even. Lower. One minute. That makes no sense. It was 18.25, but we'll get into it. Let's start at the pre-show. Uh, perhaps the match of the show? Perhaps? Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of really good matches on the show. I was actually very surprised. So we have surprised. Tony Nese defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Drew Gulak and Akira Tozawa. This went 11 minutes and 20 seconds. All their matches seem to be 11 minutes on, on, on things, and that's all they need to show how fucking good they are. That's kind of like the, that seems like that's the standard length for a kickoff match. And unfortunately, most months they are relegated to kickoff show. But like you said, some crazy action in this match. Tozawa with a crazy senton off the apron into the barricade. Um, Broke up the uh, gulak. Yep, Drew had Tony Nese in the gulak. And uh, Kira Tozawa hit a monster senton to break that up. That looked brutal. Um, other high spots in this match. Uh, Nese hit the running Nese on Gulak, but Tozawa broke it up. Um, the match ended when Gulak hit a running Nese on Tozawa, but then... Uh, no, Nese hit a running Nese on Tozawa, but then Gulak threw Nese out of the ring and hit a, an Argentine backbreaker back rack into a neckbreaker to capture the win and become the new Cruiserweight champion uh, for Philly. The 215 representing. Absolutely. Drew South Gulak. Kensington. <laughs> Word, cuz. Drew Gulak, the new Cruiserweight champion. How did you feel about this contest? Great match. I mean, there's not more much more we could say about 205 Live. Yeah. Depending I, on every podcast we record, I think appear we, on, or tweet. We are very, very big 205 Live supporters. Please fucking watch it. We're probably two of the biggest 205 Live advocates on the internet. We it's a great show. Like I said it I said it uh on the super show and last week and I'll say it again. I implore you to watch 205 Live instead of Raw if you're complaining about there's too much wrestling to watch. That one hour of 205 Live will probably be better than the three hours of Raw. Absolutely. They've done well. I mean, you have three top guys here for that division. And there's five other top guys waiting. And I'm happy for Gulak. He's like the last 205 Live original that yeah. hasn't won the title. And he's also very good. It's no, not he's a pity great. win. You know, he's, he's great, very yeah. good. Uh, he's probably one of, I'd put him right up there with Daniel Bryan among the technical wrestlers in WWE currently. Him and O'Reilly. And him O'Reilly, Riddle, Kushida. He's in that class. He had a great submission match with Kushida on NXT. He had a phenomenal submission match. Um, but yeah, he had a great match with. Uh, wrong person, never mind. <laughs> I don't know what you're going for there, but I guess that wasn't it. Nope. It ain't it, Chief. So the actual pay-per-view opened because, of course, 205 Live gets no respect and stuck on the pre-show. The pay-per-view proper opened with Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's Championship against Lacey Evans. This match went 10 seconds longer at 11 minutes and 30 seconds, and it ended with Becky getting the win via the disarm her. What were your opinions of this match? Not bad. Not good, but not bad. It was a... Okay opener. Yeah, it was an okay opener. I mean, I think Becky's capable of much more. I've said a hundred times that they rushed they rushed. Yeah, Lacey Lacey's still learning. I mean, I think she can be good because she's picking up things I can tell from where she she's much better now than she was at Rumble. For sure. Which is good because she's If she wasn't better than she was at the Rumble, that would be that'd be bad. Because she was not good in the Rumble. But I this was fine. She she tapped out quickly when she got in the block, but it, it was fine. I can't. Well, they I made guess. ref. It's kind of like the Ronda Rousey deal. When yeah. Ron, when Rousey get him in the armbar, they'd instantly tap, and yeah. that that's. I can't say anything bad about it, but it wasn't special in any way. And that's not the last we'd see of these two women. We will see them later on in the evening. So up next, a tag team match. 
It is the New Day, Big E and Xavier Woods, taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. This match went 11 minutes and 5 seconds. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will get the win after Kevin Owens hit a stunner. I thought this was a fun match. I will say that Big E really needs to stop doing that suicide spear. Yeah, it's ugly, just scary to watch. Um, but goddamn, is it impressive. Yeah, I love watching him hit the move. Like, I love the move. But it's just impossible to execute safely, and I literally get scared every time he does it. Because he's a, not a small dude. He's no, gonna, he's, he's going to catch his, his feet on the ropes. One there's been a couple times where like he's lucky that he basically has no neck. Because if he had a neck, he probably would have injured it very badly. But he's so goddamn thick that he doesn't even have a neck. Yeah. Um, another highlight of this match that I thought was really nice... Um, Xavier lifted Big E up in like an electric chair position and dropped him down for a splash. That Jesus. was really imp- that's a lot of strength. That was really impressive. No one talks about Xavier Woods. He's very good though. He is incredible. He's very good. Um, Kevin Owens hit a monster senton. A swanton. <laughs> yeah. A frog splash. Frog splash. Uh, Didn't hit the power bomb though, which is weird. no. It seems like they're kind of he'll hit it occasionally, but they've really moved on to the stunner, which is kind of weird. Does a good stunner though. He does a good stunner. It's just like. And Wood sold the hell out of the stunner. He did. Wood sold the hell out of an actual stunner. Yeah, for, for Stone Cold and Mania, yeah. But he, he sold this one very nicely. Uh, I thought this was a fun little match. If I were booking the show, I would have opened with this because I think the crowd was a little more hot for this one. Get everybody loose, you know? Yeah. The NXT, if NXT TakeOver has taught us anything, it's that a good tag team match opening the show will always get the crowd into it. Oh, yeah, and, and they've done that. That's their formula. Yeah. Happened at multiple NXT Brooklyn's. Yep. So up next, a match for the United States champion, Samo- Championship, Samoa Joe and his hair. Defends against Ricochet. I hate that fucking hair. I know you do. You are not a fan of that hair. I am not. It looks stupid. It looks like some shit on his head. Oh, goddamn. Um, taking on Ricochet, who slipped doing his, like... I don't know what else to call it other Superman than flippy, flippy sequence. I don't mean to sound the, like Jim Cornette. The Superman, the Superman landing. Well, Superman doesn't do backflips off ropes. So you never, Did you never see him do it? Well, I've, did you ever see him not do it, Tony? I've seen pretty much every Superman movie, and I don't think I've seen it. So That's a shame. Those movies suck. They are very bad. They, are, they aren't good. They're not good at all. They're not good, but I've seen most of them. Oh, yeah. That's fair, fair I guess. Um, this is a fun match. Uh... Highlights include Joe pretty much throwing Ricochet around like a rag doll. Um, Ricochet did a backflip off Joe's fat stomach, which he is did, which funny. was awesome. A lot of insiguries. That's kind of what Ricochet's offense was early early on. The proverbial chopping down the redwood. I believe that's what Jr. would have called it if he was calling this match. Yeah. Um, Joe Joe threw him off him into a double backflip. Yep, that was. And you thought he was going to land, but he went another rotation and landed on his stomach. Yeah. It's always it's always scary when he does that. Um, Ricochet almost Joe Joe, but Joe like got him over the ropes and like kept choking him instead. <laughs> but yeah, he almost got the Samoa Joe finish. Yeah, and if you don't know what that is, that's when he has you in the coquina clutch and you run up the turnbuckles and flip it and like for whatever reason he can't figure out how to let go of the hold, <laughs> so he's pinned. And he is so surprised every time <laughs> it happens. Shocked, like he did not see it coming at all. Um, Eventually, Ricochet would get Joe in the position for the 630 after another kick. And Ricochet, the new United States champion. And they gave this guy the superstar treatment. Long celebration in the ring. Then he went backstage. He was greeted by Seth Rollins, uh, Hawkins and Ryder for whatever reason. Uh, I believe Becky was there. And Heavy Machinery. machinery. We'll get talk about them a little more in a little bit. Ricky. And love you. <laughs> he did. Otis did say, Ricky, I love you. And then uh, Uncle Hunter was there to... 
shake his hand. And then we're skipping forward a little a little bit, but we might as well just talk about it right now since we're on the Ricochet subject. Um, we He walked backstage, and then Gallows and Anderson, of all people, came in and wanted too sweet in the picture. And then AJ came in and said, I will see you tomorrow night on Raw. It's that, a good fucking segment. That would have already happened by the time this came out, so I'm very curious to see what happened. They all joined the New Day. Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor, who? We're all about Ricochet in these streets. He's going to be the, the fourth member of the club. Um but yeah, I really enjoyed this match. I know the track record for NXT call-ups isn't the best, but you can't say that they ruined Ricochet. They kind of... Yeah, two of them in that match. Well, Joe... It's different, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's different, different with Joe. Joe's got a 15-year career to yeah. put back on. Ricochet isn't small either, but... Well, his career isn't small, but he's small. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what concerned a lot of people is his size. And Samoa Joe is not small. Samoa Joe is rotund. He is. He's the roundest person. He's very round with a bad haircut. Oh, no, no, no. Bad is not the fucking word for that haircut. <laughs> I'm going to light it on fire when he's sleeping. It's not bad when he first come, when, it, when he like first walks out because like gelled back. But when he starts wrestling and the gel wears off and it just gets everywhere, it's pretty oh, bad. Oh, the fucking Joe Hawk. The Joe Hawk. I love it. Um. Well, let's get back on track. Uh, obviously, they're making Ricochet. Uh, give him a big star treatment. And we've said this like the last five U.S. champions, but hopefully this is what the title needs. It, it sure as hell looks like it means something now. Yeah, if AJ's I mean, going for it, then... If AJ Styles is going for it, you have the CFO or COO fucking... CFO. Congratulating congratulating him, you know, if he got, got the superstar treatment backstage. You know what? I really think they see him as a star that he is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, that makes me happy. I mean, just look at the guy. He could do incredible things, like... But it also helps that he's going against Samoa Joe. Who's yeah, no, I'm not taking anything away from Joe. One of the best putter-overs on the planet. So I wonder I wonder if Ray didn't get hurt, if if they, if they Ricochet still would have got the rub here. So, I mean, that even makes more sense. Yeah, Ray mm. versus Ricochet. That'd be Ricochet. awesome. That'd be fantastic. They had a match in uh, What Culture Pro Wrestling. It was they did. very good. They did. Um, but maybe we'll get Ricochet versus Ray for the title once Ray is healthy. But Ricochet adds the U.S. title to his North American title in the list in his list of accolades. And like you said, I'm just happy for the guy. Uh, he could have stayed in New Japan and probably been a IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion at some point. But he made the move to NXT. He thrived in NXT, multiple takeover main events, North American title. And now he made the move to the main roster, and he's a champion already. So good for... He's good on for, his way to being a even bigger superstar than he is. Good for King Ricochet. Yes. So speaking, good for old Trevor. I knew, I knew you had to go there. Speaking of heavy machinery, we talked about them a little bit earlier. They were in the next match as they took on Daniel Bryan and the Vintner for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. This went 14 minutes and 25 seconds. And as much as I love Otis, we all love Otis. Otis Hive over here, different time of vibe. I wasn't expecting a whole lot from this tag match. No, I just it I, way over delivered. I looked at Heavy Machinery's body of work, and we haven't seen Brian and Rowan as a tag team a whole lot. But this match was fun as hell. This is the most fun match on the show. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I notice we're not saying best match on the show. No. We're saying most fun match on the show. Um, Otis and uh, uh, the Vintner charging at each other, and neither oh, of them budging. give me that for hours. It was awesome. Um... We got to see Tucker Knight go off the top rope multiple times. He tried a moonsault. Beautiful moonsault. I don't know if 
he over-rotated or Brian just didn't move fast enough. But he, I don't think that Brian moved fast enough. He moved, he, his legs landed right on Brian's legs, and that looked scary for a second. At least it wasn't his head. But everyone was all right. Speaking of his head, Brian teased a suicide dive, which I know... Please, for God's sake, I know he's do. never hit it since he came back, but every time he teases it, I'm just like, I feel like he's because crazy Because you know it's him. It. It's him. Yeah. Um, Otis is running wild. He had the caterpillar. He hulked up. He hulked up. He, he did hulk up. Um... Towards the end, there were a, a pair of blind tags. First, Brian made a blind tag. Then Tucker Knight made a blind tag. I believe they hit the compactor on Rowan, but Rowan wasn't the legal man. Then, uh, then Tucker Knight went after Brian on the outside. Brian got the better of him. Tucker Knight rolled back in the ring. Brian got a small package. He is the king of the small package, after all. Or what? He, he's, I think he said Mr. Small Package on yes. Twitter. Um, the one, two, three. And the Vintner... And Daniel Bryan are still the Planets Tag Team Champions. And we have to mention the promo they cut in the pre-show. Charles Robinson walks in the room and Daniel goes, Charles, get out of here! And that was a great... He gave one of those passionate promos I've ever seen. He does. About Tag Team Division. And you informed me that he really cares about the division, which is good. Yeah, supposedly, um, the last production meeting... Take it for a grain of salt, because I forget, I forget who I saw this from. It was on Twitter. The last production meeting, the SmackDown tag titles and the... Uh, women's tag team titles weren't brought up at all almost like afterthoughts and brian was very frustrated because when they put the titles on him and rowan he really did want to revitalize the smackdown tag division and tonight was a great start to that he, they had a great match with heavy machinery so i don't know if we get a rematch i'd assume we get a rematch because like it, well, it wasn't a fuck finish we can't say like brian and rowan were the better men they wanted no. to roll up i'll so. take that i'll take that rematch i'll take that rematch too but I don't even know what other teams are on SmackDown they could feud with. Like, the SmackDown Tag Division got, like... Gutted. Every team's everywhere, so I don't know. Well, that's true. With the hashtag wildcard rule, I'm pretty sure the Usos are owed a tag title match for beating them in the Money in the Bank kickoff that they never got. So maybe they'll get that. I don't know. But fun match. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, so moving on. Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. Oh, the tag match went 1425, by the way. Really? I like the type of this match. Bailey taking on Alexa Bliss with Nikki Cross. This went 10 minutes and 35 seconds. I really like this a lot. I, I feel really like I like wasn't this. paying attention a whole, whole bunch during this match, and I regret it because Twitter really seemed to enjoy it. You seemed to enjoy it, so tell me what you liked about it. Alexa was back on her bullshit. She was healing. She was healing it up in the ring. Bailey looked like a different Bailey. Yeah, this isn't. This isn't the. I mean, she's still hugging, but this isn't like. The no, moment. that's fine. But she's not big like a fucking idiot. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, she's not the goofball that she was. Like, Nikki Cross did her job has, perfectly. She has the Ronda syndrome. Where, like yeah. Ronda was always smiling and like happy when she came out, but when that bell ring, shit got serious, and it seems like Bailey got. I love Bailey's like suicide dive through the third rope. Yeah, that's a fun. And she hit Nikki. Yeah, uh, Nikki. Nikki pushed Alexa out of the way and like bit the bullet. And then got involved, and then Bailey got a little aggressive with Nikki after the match. Yeah, she did. Uh, this match was great. Bailey was winning all the way, but please, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I say, don't skip over it if you're watching this on a rewatch. I'm I really am enjoying the the Nikki and Alexa like partnership. I can't wait until the payoff. They're both just so good that they make it work. Yeah, and like people are upset because like Nikki Cross isn't the chaotic person. She That's was right. in NXT. Well, first of all, it's a story arc. If you remember how this all started, it was because Alexa offered to be her friend, and Nikki's like, I never had any friends. <laughs> so that's why we're seeing this different side of Nikki Cross, because she finally has a friend that she could talk to. She doesn't have to be, like, just banging her head around, laughing hysterically. Like, she has a friend now. She has someone that cares about her. 
So just let the story take place. You know it's going to result in Nikki Cross going apeshit on Alexa, and it's going to be glorious it's when gonna it does. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. And I hope it's a slow build. I hope it doesn't happen to, like, the fall. Keep it no, going. It, it, they're, they're a lot of, they can do a lot of things together. I'd like to see them even get a reign with the women's tag yeah. titles. I wouldn't be bad at it. If, you're, if, if you want to long-term book those titles, it's just fine. Up next, Roman Reigns taking on Drew McIntyre with Shane McMahon. This went 17 minutes and 20 seconds. Much better than the match at Mania. They had a match on Raw about a month and a half ago, I think. That was also very good. Um, I, I, I don't understand how the Mania match was so bad because these two guys are just very good. Yeah. They're very good wrestlers, both of them. And this match was a little electricity. Roman was electric tonight. Yeah, Roman is feeling it. New gear with the dog on the vest. I, it's, it's very. This is a little big, hard-hitting match. Shane had to get involved, of course. Yep, Shane hit a coast-to-coast on Roman which he came up a little short on, but he still made enough contact to not make it look stupid. Um, McIntyre hit his reverse Alabama slam into the announce table. That's a scary move. The finish was very New Japan-esque. Roman hit an uppercut, then uh, McIntyre hit a headbutt, then McIntyre bounced off the ropes, Roman ducked, Roman hit a spear, one, two, three. And I enjoyed this match. Like you said, it was better than the Mania match. Um, A lot of Shane shenanigans, but that's what we're gonna get unfortunately uh i hope this storyline is like finally over and both guys can move on to something else but i because don't think it is i like i like shane's faction a lot it's a nice little group i but they just gotta get over this they gotta get over this hump and we'll see we'll see i mean last night on raw they did a little better that's a bold prediction <laughs> i don't i'm not buying it either because <laughs> A two-on-one handicap match. So we are going to Extreme Rules. And locally in the Philadelphia area, they were advertising Roman versus Shane and uh, Drew as one of the matches at Extreme Rules. And they did it on Raw. So I'm hoping, obviously, you're not dumb. We just said we just finished watching Stomping Ground, so we're recording this Sunday night. I hope the handicap match didn't have a fuck finish that results in another handicap match. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm done really, with this. <sighs> Roman deserves better than Shane McMahon. And... Drew, Drew deserves, deserves better, better than, than his storyline. Yeah. Drew deserves to be uh, put in a higher place in this nonsense. So up next, Steel Cage match for the WWE Championship. Dolph Ziggler taking on Kofi Kingston. This match went 20 minutes even. Fun little match. Um, Dolph had control most of the time. Uh, he had to zigzag. Kofi kicked out. Kofi had an SOS. Uh, then Ziggler kicked out. The finish of this match is really creative. Dolph was trying to crawl out towards the door. And then Kofi, like, suicide dove through the second rope, but, like, if his feet almost got caught, it could have been very bad. Yes. But he suicide dove to the floor and retained his title via escape. What were your thoughts on this cage match? Above average cage match. I know, I know you tweeted that it should have closed the show. Uh, a very above average cage match with an excellent finish. I agree. Um, I mean, we had the, the talent of the two people involved. Yeah. Say what you want about Dolph, but he could, he could go. And Kofi, Kofi's strong booking since winning the title continues. He he has been winning, and you know a lot of people thought he couldn't be a credible champion, but uh, he's just kept winning and winning. Now, granted, he's only they've put him in guy they put him in there guys like Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. And as much as we both love Kevin Owens, uh, I don't think either of us thought he was like a viable title threat at the time. And we knew Ziggler wasn't gonna win because he's gonna do some comedy. So Kofi's first real test is going to be when they put him up against a guy who could conceivably win the title. I don't know who that is on the SmackDown brand. Um, Brian's tied up in the tag division. 
uh, maybe Roman. If we get a Kofi Roman match, we'll see how they book that. That'd be cool. That would, and I think I think we're heading towards Roman as the WWE champion at some point before the end of the year. It's kind of a redemption story for the whole leukemia deal. Um, but yeah, I, like you said, I thought it was a pretty fun match, and I really did enjoy the finish. Uh, creative finish, I don't know who came up with it, but props to whoever did. And I'm just glad Kofi was able to execute it safely without dying. Yeah, it was very very creative finish. And finally, the main event of the evening. A singles match for the Universal Championship where Baron Corbin was allowed to choose a special guest referee. And of course, that means Baron Corbin was taking on Seth Rollins for the WWE Universal Championship. This went 18 minutes and 25 seconds. First off, what did you think of Baron's choice of Lacey Evans as a special guest referee? Not that exciting, but makes sense. Yeah, I think... Uh, I I thought it might happen, but I didn't think that's the route they'd go. But I get why they did it. Rollins is obliterating everyone with a chair, so they went with a female. So I guess Rollins has morals, and he won't beat a woman with a chair. Like any good babyface. Um, the match was not good. It I'm was being honest. But was it supposed to be good though? Well, if you're putting on a main, I, I understand. Putting... I I understand that, and I'm not talking to take out what it should have been. Should it, should it, was it supposed to be a good match? I don't it, know. it should not have been in that place in the card. If that, if that card, would you hate that match as much as you do if it's not the main event? I still hate it, but probably not as much. I just thought it was bizarre. I didn't think it was bad by any means. Uh, Corbin laid a beat down pretty well, and then he sold well for Seth later. But Seth overcame him, and they, they wanted the Becky moment. They wanted them to close the show you know, together. You hate it, the crowd, because they chanted for AEW, they chanted for CM Punk. They chanted for just about everything other than the two guys in the ring. It was the last time Shane was a heel. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm dead. Look, how's that the same? But, uh... Yeah, the Kurt deal. But this was just weird. Uh, he threw... Seth threw Corbin into the goddamn table. Yeah. And then there was no countouts. They were cheating. And this set up Becky. And then Becky came out and beat the Christ out of... Uh, Lacey Evans, and then Scott Cohn became the referee. John Cohn. Or John Cohn became the referee, not Scott Cohn. And, uh, who has history with Corbin. Uh, I forget what movie hit set it up. He hit the uh, Super, Super Kick Stomp. Super Kick Stomp, game over. Seth and Becky embrace, and then the show ends. Yep, and everyone is supposed to go home happy. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was. I think it could have been worse. It definitely could have been worse, but I didn't think it was good. I wouldn't have closed the show with it. Only way I would have closed the show with it is if Brock came out at the end, obviously. Mm. But that didn't happen, and that's fine. The fact that you're actually anticipating Brock Lesnar to show up, that's that's something that hasn't happened in a while. In Tacoma, Washington. <laughs> yeah. So, that's exciting. Overall, what would you give the pay-per-view? Solid B+. I'm going B-. Main event brought it down a lot. Um, Without the main event, is it B+. Without the main event, it's a B. B+. I gave... I gave I gave Money in the Bank a B plus, and I don't think this show I mean, is as good as I'm Money grading in the Bank. this on a curve. This is a B plus for what they've been doing. Well, if, for what they've been doing, this is an A. If we're going, if yeah. we're grading on a curve, there's a lot of steps in the right direction tonight. It seemed different, right? The pacing of the show seemed different. Yeah, I know Sean Ross. Was it Sean Ross? It was uh, Ryan Satin who said everyone seemed motivated. Uh, Ryan Satin uh, that said everybody's motivated, and they did. They looked motivated, especially guys like Joe and Ricochet and everybody in the mid card and Bailey, especially. And so, I mean, let's just keep going forward here with this, and we'll get the train back on track. Yeah, and we're, we're only three weeks away from the next pay-per-view, Extreme Rules, so. Oh, uh, hopefully we can just get to the build to, to get to the build for SummerSlam. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's just, I feel like that's the point we need to get to. 
I feel like that's just the peak. You're the fucking mountain climber for uh, on the Price is Right, and then that's we, the hump you gotta get there's, over. There's just too many pay per views though because the tr- the throwaway Saudi Arabia show fucks everything up. Not only that, but Extreme Rules is in three weeks, and then SummerSlams in three weeks after that. You know what I mean? Like we're right these three weeks bi- three weeks build isn't enough to get people interested in a show. No, like, it isn't. I don't know. It should be six pay per views a year. Yeah, or or at least not one every month. Like, I think there should be six pay per views a year. That's I'd be cool with that. I'd be fine. The with big that. four, then like a June and an October one. I'd be fine with that. I could I could or definitely. June and December. We'd have to say the big five because Money in the Bank has yeah. become a. The big four. Say okay, so seven pay per views. Yeah, I I think seven. I think seven is the magic number. Yeah, and that's one of the things I like about AEW. They said there won't be a pay per view every month, and I appreciate that. So. That was Stomping Grounds. I gave it a B minus. He gave it a B plus. Uh, overall, I did enjoy the show. It was a fun night of wrestling uh, that was had by all. Boss man came by, watched the show with us. It was a good time. Um, once again, sorry for the shorter show, but uh, young but, Mi- young Michael has to get to sleep. So we will be right back with the Kane fact of the week. And well, we don't have a schedule for this week, but we'll tell you where right. you can find everyone on social. Before we get out of here and give you the Kane fact of the week, we just want to give a shout-out to Pro- Pro-Am Belts. Um, Ron actually brought over the, the belt tonight, and we got to see it for the first time in person. Real nice belt, real heavy belt. It is the real deal. Like We're, we're telling you people. They will make custom belts for whatever your needs are, and I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm laughing at something else that I shouldn't be laughing at right now while I'm trying to thank the nice people at Pro-Am Belts for making the Turnbuckle Topics Network belt. And if you want your own custom belt for whatever the occasion, whether it be fantasy football or you just want to be a mark and create your own belt, there's nothing wrong with that. We got our own Turnbuckle Topics belt. If you want your own belt, who are we to judge? It's 2019. But what you do want to do is use the code TBT15OFF for 15% off your first order. The turnaround time is super quick. (laughs) I'm sorry. Turnaround time is super quick and... They will hook you up with your custom belt needs. Anything you need. Fantasy football, flag football, cupcake baking championship. They got you. I like the cupcake baking championship. Are you, so should serious, you, should en- you should enter the sliders. Uh, sliders baking championship, which yeah, I would have had. You would have had. Um, but it's time for us to get out of here. But before we do, we just want to encourage you to follow all the other members of the Turnbuckle Topics Network. Follow our boy Gil. Top of the Rope Wrestling Radio every Monday at Kuda underscore Junior. He is now taking your calls. So call him, berate him, do whatever you want. Tell him I said hi. Yeah, tell him tell him we sent you. Um Chris Panero, Bearded Impact Podcast on Wednesday at Old School Pants, O-L-D-S-K-E-W-L-P-A-N-T-Z. The rootinest, tootinest impact man in the West. West Coast, best coast. And of course, the rundown with Ron and Linz. Um, at Linz Be Honest and at Ron underscore Musto underscore Junior. And of course, the Turnbuckle Topics Twitter account can be found at TT underscore for you. Did you plug us? I'm getting there. Saving oh, okay. the best for last. Nice. And follow us at Champions Pod and be on the lookout for that Fighter Fest giveaway. If you are outside the United States and the United Kingdom and you want to win a free code to watch Fighter Fest, well, I guess. It's not a free code. A code allows you to watch Fighter Fest for free. I mean, it still is free. I guess it technically is a free code. But now it's time for the most anticipated moment of the week. Play it didn't work. This week's Kane Fact of the Week is 
for next year's brought to you by next year's stopping ground. Next year's stopping ground to be the logo of Kane's boots. What? And that was a struggle. Then. It was. I meant to say it a different way, but it didn't come out right. But Kane was born in Spain, so you could say that the Kane in I Spain knew it was coming. burns mainly in the plains. <laughs> and Jesus Christ! That is all from us this week. Yeah, sorry for the shorter episode. You're still. We still gave you about 45 minutes of great content. Hopefully you thought it was great content. But we will be back next week. Fighter Fest review. We'll probably have something else for you. Oh, we will definitely have something else for we'll you. We'll figure it out. we got to figure out when we're recording next week. Because I will be in the city of brotherly love next yep. week. Philadelphia to watch the men's United States soccer national team. Hopefully not lose. And you're going and the to the quarterfinals of the... Yeah. Celebration for Drew Gulak. Uh, uh, dreidels for all. He made them out of clay. And yes. blood, sweat, and tears. So we'll see you next week right here on Champions of Vanish. Later.